What's up, Top of the List fans? This is RB here with my co-host Dom here on Top of the List. And we have another Top of the List film review for you, an animated film, one that not many people have been talking about, but Dom found. And uh, I think we're both glad that he did. Uh, This is the Netflix animated children's film, the sea beast although i'm not sure i would call it a children's so more a family film yeah. uh really enjoyable film so let's let's chat a little bit about this dom i think netflix did another excellent job here yeah um the reason i found this one is because i was looking on rotten tomatoes and i saw that in the top recently certified fresh movies this was on there and it immediately caught my eye because just the animation from the cover i was like okay this could be interesting and um, the high score, plus the fact that, um, do you remember the guy's name? I'll, I'll find it. Okay. You go ahead. But this was from a former Disney employee that worked on, you said Moana and what was the other? Yeah, the, the director of Moana and Big Hero 6. And before that, the, he wrote the story for The Emperor's New Groove. Absolutely. So a, a Disney alum uh, moving this over to Netflix. Chris Williams. Chris Williams. Yeah. And yeah, so that caught my eye as well. So um, plus anything that I don't have to drive all the way to the theater. You know, just the simple watch. And man, this movie blew me away, RB. I really enjoyed this one. I think this is my favorite animated movie of the year thus far. Uh, even I liked it even more than Buzz Lightyear and uh, League of Super Pets. Yeah, I'd have to go back just before I 100% guarantee that statement because I'm not remembering some of the uh, animated films that came out earlier this year. But yes, this was definitely one of my favorites as well. Um, I know we disagree a little bit on the idea of not having to go to the theaters. This is a film I think I would have liked to have seen in large format simply because I found the animation to be stunning. Uh, Anytime I think uh, there's water involved, you can do a good job or a bad job with animation. Disney's hit it out of the park a couple of times with Moana and then uh, Luca. I think they did excellent jobs with the animation of the water. And this was right on the level with Disney uh, here with Netflix animation. Yeah, I mean, just from scene one, I, I think you're right, RB, because just from scene one, I was I was watching this and I watched it with my mom here at my house. And um, yeah, she immediately she said, wow, look at the water. Like yeah. that was the first thing, first impression. I was like, OK, this because I've seen a few uh, animated films on Netflix where the animation was very low quality, low budget. Nothing wrong with that, but you could tell the difference. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that was one of the strongest things. So I, I'll tell you my score for this film and we'll mm-hmm. see if we agree. I think I'm going to give this one a nine. I think okay. it's amazing. Yeah. Um, it, this, the story was done in a familiar way, but not too familiar. And I think that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I'd give it a nine, but definitely in that eight to eight and a half range, probably eight and a half. Okay. Uh, you know, when I when I walked away from this film, I, I was thinking like seven and a half, maybe eight, but I just keep coming back to it. You know, I, I drove down here to Fresno uh, to come to visit you. And the whole time on the ride down, I was thinking about, wow, this was such a great movie. So the fact that it stuck with me, I think I got to give it not just the eight for being a great film, but eight and a half, not quite in that nine range. Um, I, I wouldn't quite give it that I have to watch it over and over again mm-hmm. level, which I think we said would be a nine or a 10. Right. Uh, but definitely at eight and a half, a great film, almost better than great. The way it's, it's stuck with me, the story and the character development and even just the animate, the, the striking beauty of the animation. Absolutely. So that's kind of our, our general impressions and thoughts on the sea beast. So now I think we want to talk spoilers and we talk, want to talk specifics about characters. So if you haven't seen the film, we're giving it a recommendation as absolutely. of right now absolutely and uh come back when you're done because we're going to talk spoilers give them the warning rb all righty 
So uh, first character I want to talk about is our main character. And um, of course, the titular character, the sea beast yes. itself. Let's let's just start with the sea beast itself yes. as a titular character. Like we, we already praised the animation, the design, but um, the actual character of the sea beast is a good character and it has a personality which i really enjoyed seeing on the screen i thought that was cool you know i i this was my one weak point of the yeah film. okay i actually was the sea beast is yes it had personality and again the animation was fantastic i wanted more about this sea beast i didn't necessarily understand yeah. why it was protective of macy um i i didn't understand why it was attacking ships i mean i guess just protecting itself but then why would it save Maisie and, and jacob i guess it didn't it swallowed them and they just survived but i don't know that i left i left this film my one small critique was i wanted to know more about the history of the sea beasts more so than just oh the crown wanted them hunted so we started hunting them i i wanted more um very and we discussed this before we started filming very a la how to train your dragon uh sort of beasts are demonized simply because they're beasts rather than they're absolutely they're villains truly mm -hmm. um and again i i don't think there was anything mishandled with the beast i think it was a, a good story i just went i wanted a little bit more yeah and, and you know that's actually kind of the best negative that you can give a movie, right? Yeah, is like, yeah, hey, I wanted more of this story. Without a doubt. Yeah, so I, I think that's what was cool. And then one thing that I, I do think that um, my favorite part about The Beast was, and I don't know if it's counter to what you were saying or mm -hmm. not, but let me know. Because um, I think that the whole reason that uh, the, it saved them, you know, quote unquote, saved mm -hmm. them when it swallowed them and then kind of let them live when it takes them to this island in the movie. Um, and... I think it was because uh, they had been trying to, uh, what was like, cut, she was cut cutting the, the rope. rope. Yeah. That, yeah. Cut the tether that they had to it. And I think that was part of okay. it is that it that had seen sense. that situation. Right. So I, I think, yeah, cause like, that's the main thing about this movie is that these creatures are way more intelligent than they ever thought. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really cool to see. And just like the whole, um, aspect of there's this island out there with all these monsters on it like you said i want more of that yes, i want to exactly. know more about that world yeah but you know this is the first movie and i hope they'll make more yeah but although the way it ends we'll, we'll talk about the way it ends it yeah. kind of wraps everything up but mm -hmm. um this this like we said this is a world they could build on if they wanted to with more sea monster stories and stuff like that that'd be great yeah absolutely uh again i'll uh how to train your dragon another yeah. film that was a great first film that turned into a franchise and series and other films i think the film's much better than the series that they made but yeah i i totally agree with you there yeah and let's let's talk about uh jacob holland yeah the main character in this film yeah uh, i i love the performance here the voice performance performance by carl Ur urban i love the uh character development i think uh jacob is definitely a uh standout character in yeah. this film um because it's his his growth is multi-dimensional we see him Take three steps forward, two steps back so many times. And one, one thing I was going to knock this film about originally that, again, I'm okay with now is its length. You mm -hmm. don't often see a family film going two hours long, right? which this film does. It's an hour and 59 minute runtime. But I think the way they show Jacob's character developing, it's not like you'd see in a typical family film. It's not, okay, something went wrong and now his character has changed. He develops over time. It's like I said, three steps forward, two steps back. First, he's a... Uh, uh, hunter then he 
goes back and he's okay with the beast. And then he comes back to, to Captain Crow and he's back to being with the hunters. And then he develops more again and realizes that this is wrong. He learns from his mistakes. It's not just a snap change for his character. And I really love how they did that, how they executed that in this film. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself, RB. That's the best part about this movie, yeah. besides the chemistry between Jacob and Missy. Yeah. I think that was probably like that's where the movie lives or dies. Very much is, so. Is on these two characters relationship and growth over the movie and man it was fantastic and how about i i would even argue that missy or is it Maisie? Maisie. Maisie. Maisie brumble is um Maisie's the real main character in this movie because she kind of makes all the you know voiceover narration and all that right it is it is her story definitely uh jacob is more a supporting role i yeah. can say in supporting Maisie's plight to to really find a family which is yeah. what what this is all about um that's, you know, another knock again. And once again, you know, we say this because it's a, a two hour film. Wanted to know more about what happened to Maisie's parents. Mm -hmm. um, I, I forget the name of the boat that they died uh, on. Yeah, because yeah, they're there. I don't remember. Yeah. But anyway, I, I would have loved to know more about that. I wanted to know maybe, you know, did which which was it the same beast? I, I think that could have been an interesting story if it was if it was red that had killed or destroyed her parents boat or maybe you know, her parents showed up on the island. I was waiting mm -hmm. for that to happen because that's what this film was all about. You know, we talk about it being the sea beast and our, you know, who our true uh, protagonists and antagonists are, our heroes and villains. But uh, when it comes down to it, it's more about, you know, Maisie finding a family, you know, mm -hmm. she, she escapes this uh, home for children, you know, because her parents have perished and being able to find her, I guess, second family. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, she has a big character arc where she changes along the course of the film as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, um, but um, is it okay if we talk about the thing that I make, like, so you gave it eight and a half. Eight and a half. This absolutely. is the reason why I think it's a nine. Let's, let's hear it. Okay. So this is the reason why I think it's a nine. Our, our villain. Um, what's the guy's name? Captain Crow or? The main villain. Yeah. Captain, yeah, Crow. Captain Crow. He, uh, he has such a great, uh, backstory in this are, really are you like are you see and i'm surprised you call him a villain i don't know that i would call him a villain wait the, the captain of the ship right yeah the guy that go he goes and he gets the giant yeah poison, poison yeah harpoon. i don't know that i'd call him a villain though i mean okay. and that's what this film establishes he's yeah. not the villain he's doing what his father did and his father did he's doing what he's been ordered to essentially by right. the crown and right. i think that's that's established at the very end when he lays down his sword as the beast ventures away it yeah. takes a long time he's, and i understand that but he represents that older generation i think and breaking yeah. that older generation exactly yeah and, and there has been disney films before that right. have talked about that it's a common theme but what i think makes this one so unique is that um there's how many disney villains out there as good as they are are just kind of one-dimensional right. you know um, we get a few great Disney villains and we've talked about on our show before. You can check out our Pixar episodes absolutely, if you want yeah. to. Some of the best villains in yeah. Pixar films. Absolutely. But in this one, what made this villain so great are, I, I guess, I like you said, maybe he's not a villain. Maybe he's just the antagonist yeah. going against yeah. the protagonist Correct. in this movie. Um, the opposing view. And um, what was so great about it is how he actually cares about, um, about Jacob. About Jacob. Yeah, exactly. And even even Maisie for a little bit when she first stows away. It, and that's that's what's so great is all the connections between these characters in this movie. Mm -hmm. They're so endearing. Yeah. That's yeah. what that's what makes it an amazing, great script, because um, every interaction between them is just like really heartfelt. And you can care about like how they care about each other. 
And I don't know. I really enjoyed the scene where he gives him the the journal that he writes in the captain's log book. Absolutely, yeah. I thought that was a great scene, and it really showed how these two characters, you know, really loved each yeah, other. Yeah, and even even shares, you know, his backstory. There's a flashback here about you know when I found you floating there as a boy, you had been out there for five days, but you were still fighting, you know. And uh, even when he compares that when he first sees Maisie, you know, and says, you know, she reminds me of you. And uh, he, he even calls Jacob his son. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, that, yeah. that was so crazy. I was like, oh, wow, this yeah. is really and, and, and again, that's why I struggle to call him a villain because he yeah. has a lot of endearing points in this film. I think antagonist is the better word. Uh, very, you know, going back to literature, uh, Captain Ahab-esque, you know, mm. the, the I forget what the, the bluster, that's what it is that mm. they call red. Mm. You know, it's sort of his white whale. You know, he says it's what took his eye. Yeah. Uh, you know that's that's what it reminds me of you know he's not he's not a bad guy he's just mm-hmm. kind of driven this, this is his only force you know and we we see yeah. that at, at the end of this film when he goes to uh, i'm trying to remember her name miss uh who he gets the poison from i can't remember. gwen gwen batterby oh yeah. yes yeah and he starts going against the pirate code a little bit as yeah, well yeah the hunter so- code yeah, you're, dude, he's totally a Captain Ahab in yeah. this movie. And and that's one of the main references, as I, I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, then we have another, what's his first mate's name? I, I forget her name. Oh, Sarah Sarah Sharp. Sarah Sharp. Yes. What another cool character. There's so many cool characters in this movie. Again, you know, and that's my, my knock on this film. Again, I want more. I want yeah. to know more about Sarah Sharp. I want to know more about Miss Marino. I want to know more about the old guy who was on the ship with them, who, you know, was always by Jacob. You know, what was his story? How long has he been a hunter with Captain Crow? Has he been on that ship with Captain Crow's father? Because he was an old dude. Mm. You know, there were just so many cool characters. I wanted to know more about them. There's so many cool places. I wanted to know more about them. And again, like you said, that's such a huge positive negative for lack of a better term yeah uh, when a film leaves you wanting more because it was just that good yeah absolutely and i like i think they can make a tv show all about uh sarah sharp they could do anything that that all these characters so it kind of reminds me of like when you see jurassic park for the first time Mm -hmm. and you're introduced to alan grant and those that's like you know, okay this is my main character mm. and then you get to uh the island and you meet jeff goldblum's character yeah ian malcolm ian malcolm and and you're like okay wait this guy is so interesting he could have his own movie entirely yeah and you know th- that's what all the great characters are is that each even the supporting cast could be their you know own story own main character of their own film and that's what this one does so great um and then one thing i did want to bring up too is that um the comedy is pretty light in this film. There's yeah. a couple funny parts, but really, for the most part, it's played serious. It's it's a very serious movie for a, a family film. There are a lot of dark moments in this film, and I, I appreciate it very much for that. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorite things. And um, I wanted to bring up a show. I don't know if you've seen it, RB, mm-hmm. but I think you would love it. It's called This Flag Means Death. Have not, no. Stars um, a bunch of different people, but namely your, one of your favorites, Taika Waititi, oh, okay. is in it. Okay. And he plays Blackbeard. Mm-hmm. and um it's a comedy about being a pirate okay and uh it does kind of what this does like making pirates serious and like they have like feelings and they're not just like these barbarians mm-hmm. that's what this movie did um this flag I mean does also also deals with that same thing. and this is this is on what is this on a streaming service yeah or? it's it's on hbo max hbo max Ta- this flag means death it's like it was one of the number one shows on hbo max got it okay and um yeah, dude. So that's another recommend I wanted to 
point out. All right. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> this flag means death for, for both me and for the viewer or the, the listeners, I should say, out there. Uh, this flag means death. Taika Waititi, HBO Max. It's, it's hilarious. The, the triple crown for me right there. I wouldn't recommend it for families, though. Okay. No, it's okay. it's uh, it's pretty. Any, any of our uh, what under PG-13 viewers out there? <laughs> well, we'll put the warning on there. Not for families. Yeah. But this movie was for families yes, and it absolutely. was really good. Yeah. Absolutely. Was there anything else you wanted to touch on as far as the story goes? I like the ending. Yeah, I, I thought the ending was good. Um, it wrapped but, everything up for Jacob and Macy. So I don't know if they'll have more stories. Right. I, I like the uh, the people sort of turning on the crown as, as the true villains. Um, I like Captain Crows and, you know, putting his sword down. Um, I, I did have a, a question. Maybe okay. I, I didn't understand this. I thought the whole thing with... Uh, I'm gonna look for the name again. Um, Gwen, that the poison was supposed to kill the seeds, yeah. and then at the end it just ends up fine. Yeah, they were like, yeah. "Don't don't fight it; it'll just have the poison take you faster." But in the end, it doesn't fight it, and then the poison doesn't kill her. And there was the whole thing about like, "Oh, whenever you make a deal with Gwen Vatterby, you always pay." It mm-hmm. didn't really talk about what the consequences were for for making a deal with her. That was sort of one thing that that raised up. Uh, I know you had mentioned. Uh, when, when you were asking me to watch this is similar to Pirates of the Caribbean and there's some, mm-hmm. some voodoo magic mm-hmm. in, in Pirates of the Caribbean too. Absolutely. But you know, obviously that came with a price and yeah. here the price wasn't really touched on. Um, first of all, have you, how many of the Pirates of the Caribbean have you seen? I've seen the first three. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Um, okay. Have we ever done a top of the list on that? We have not. All right. Put that on the, yeah. put that on, on, the, on list. the back burner. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah. So I think what the reason was why, first of all, let me deal with the needle. Okay. So I think that um, when he puts the needle, he pulls the needle out. He pulls it out early before all the poison gets in. Ah, okay. That's why he says he sells. He's looking right in the sea beast's eye, mm-hmm. and he's like, um, uh, you know, don't, the, the don't fight yeah, it. You'll don't, make the poison take you faster. Yeah. When he says that line, okay. he also says, "Don't worry, I'm not going to kill you. Like I'm going to keep you alive." Mm-hmm. And I think part of it was because that was his plan all to along. be immortalized at Castle Rock. Or exactly. It's called. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um yeah so that was that was what was the other point oh why uh what, why, what was the consequence yeah what was the consequence with uh i think know, it was the whole the whole way everything ended he he saw that he was the true you know he was wrong right and okay. that was the consequence of what it was i think that as, i saw it as simply as that got it not yeah. not that they're skeletons on a pirate ship for the rest of their lives no <laughs> i was hoping for something a little bit darker with that yeah. i thought it was a really cool character that they could have could have used a little bit more yeah and i mean they already have like magic so that would be feasible yeah i believe you um so is there anything else no i okay. mean i think this is definitely a film like you said Dom, that we recommend for just about anyone you know ages two to 102 um but not if you're 103 don't go watch this oh. um, <laughs> Um, yeah no i mean i think we both really enjoyed it um so your final score is eight, eight and, and a half. half out of ten yeah okay. mine's nine and at the end of the episode first things first i want to plug i want to make sure people go and listen to our episode on rick and morty yeah right because that's going to be happening next week next week absolutely we are I, I i'm pretty excited yeah i'm pretty excited to see what happens honestly because ryan you've made me a rick and morty fan yeah yeah i'm glad i have um Big, big fan of the show, obviously, both of us. Uh, episode one will be titled Solar Rick or Solar Ricks. I think that's what all we know so far. <laughs> um, and I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Indeed, uh, Rick and Morty and uh, Adult Swim have been doing some cool promotions for it. Check them out on social media at Rick and Morty and at Adult Swim. Um, 
They're doing some fun stuff on there, you know, in preparation. They've been putting up giant statues of scenes and putting <laughs> hints in the first person to find it wins some sort of prize. And yeah. I've just been enjoying watching that. That's dude. The marketing for Rick and Morty is so great. Oh, it's they do a great job. Yeah. Everything like from the Wendy's to Adidas. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. The, the Adidas commercials. That's right. But yeah. the new soccer cleat. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I real quick while we're here at the end of our time, let, let me just get your quick prediction. Yeah. Um, are we going to get a one-off episode or are we going to have a sequel to what happened in the finale? Like, are we going to get an answer or do you think that's like a, we're going to have to wait for the answers? You know, that's a, that's an excellent question. Um, <laughs> in, in, in the true vein and structure of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be a one-off. We're going to have okay. to wait until midway through the season. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but again, yeah. you know, we've, we've heard the quotes from Justin Roiland about knowing mm-hmm. how the last season wasn't his finest work and this one's going to be great. So maybe this, this whole season is one timeline building off of that. And yeah. uh, I mean, if that's the way they go, I'm, I'm going to be stoked. I'm not going to not watch it if they're just one-off episodes to start, mm-hmm. because to me, even, you know, there have been some bad one-off episodes, but even <laughs> yeah. the bad ones are enjoyable television. Yeah. Uh, we talked about one of the most divisive episodes last season, yeah. for sure. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, I think, I think we're just, uh, I, I'm excited just for it to be back. And um, you heard some recent news that the plan is. An ep, uh, a season every yeah. year, which is different than year. the structure that they've done in the past, making us wait in some cases like two and a half years for a new season. So I, I'm in the camp where I want to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely, because um, the way they ended season five, like we said, the rest of season five was terrible. But I mean, the finale was pretty incredible. Right. Right. So, and I mean, they they have done it in the past. I think it was between seasons one and two, or two and three, where see the season premiere picked up right from the finale. That was the uh, yeah. the episode where they had frozen time when the season ended, and then they fixed everything, and, uh, and then they had the uh, the uncertainty paradox, and that was one of yeah. my favorite episodes where yeah. they keep splitting, you know, their realities because it's one of them isn't certain about their thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, but this all comes from that one episode, like you said, that kind of screws up everything where it's like you find out they're replicants. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, anyways, yeah. We, we went we'll, on too long. We'll, yeah. we'll talk we'll plenty talk about week. Rick and Morty next week. And then after that, we have uh, Pinocchio, the yep. live action Pinocchio. It's Is it Robert Zemeckis directing? Yeah. Robert Zemeckis directing. Uh, Tom Very Hanks excited. is Geppetto. So that, you know, two of our favorites, Tom Hanks, uh, Robert Zemeckis. Hopefully they hit this one out of the park. It's been it's been a minute since a live action Disney cartoon turn live action i'm trying to think what the last one was was it uh, last one i saw was lady in the tramp okay i never saw lady in the tramp i, I want to say maybe the last one i saw was lion king okay yeah i think there may yeah. have been more there's definitely more we'll, yeah we'll figure it out yeah later. we'll talk about it in that episode <laughs> in a couple of weeks so stay tuned a lot of good content coming we're at the latter month of summer now so less uh less films coming out i think it'll be more tv heavy heading yeah. in towards all the way through the new year uh, but we'll be bringing you the reviews. And as always, you know, you can follow us on Twitter uh, at Dom Gonzalez, D-O-M-G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-S 48, or at RB with the call. Uh, let us know what you want us reviewing, if there's anything that we're missing right now. Uh, and be sure to like uh, or leave us a five-star review. Uh, you know, leave, leave us a review. Let us know any feedback you have on the show, anything you like, you don't like, you want us to change, you want us to keep doing. Uh, we're, we're always happy for the feedback. Absolutely. Give us a follow on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, and we'll see you guys on the next episode of Top of the List. Later, everybody.